Today we have Angelo from Melbourne on the podcast. Angelo was visiting Adelaide for the International Convention in June 2019. For those that haven't been to a convention before, it's a great weekend of fellowship from people all over the world coming to share their stories, their miracles, and to learn and be inspired from the Word of God. There are about 1,670 people in attendance with 550 from interstate and overseas. And many came for the week before and stayed the week after, including a number from our Papua New Guinea Fellowship. It was a pretty amazing couple of weeks. The next convention is in June 2021 and will be held in Sydney. So start saving your pennies now. It's going to be a great weekend. Okay, back to Angelo's testimony. Through a set of circumstances, Angelo tells how he went from someone who, despite his success and his desire to succeed in the music scene, he felt a huge personal void and had a lot of fear that came with this. But all of that changed when he found the Bible-based truth. He then goes on to talk about being healed of severe back pain and being delivered from a terrible recurring nightmare. Today, Angelo is a loving husband and a father of two beautiful children, which is something he wouldn't have dreamed possible before he came to know God. Enjoy. Angelo, welcome to Revival on the Air today. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here in Adelaide in our convention at the Adelaide Convention Centre. It's good to be here. Now, we've known each other for a few years. We, we actually met when we were doing a job together. I think I hired your company That's right. to do a job and we met on site. I can't actually remember where it was. No, somewhere, it was somewhere in, in the city. Yeah. It was the week before I came to the fellowship. Yeah, that's right. And so I'd, we'd met and I thought, mm, he's a nice guy, but no other comment. Yep. And then I reckon a week, it was only a week or so later yep. that I saw you walk in the door at our fellowship in Baldwin in Melbourne. And I went, it, hang on, I know you. <laughs> So how did you come to how did you come to the meeting that day? What what made you? I um, was told about this particular church and um, through a, a sister of mine, uh, Tina Saunders, who now fellowships in um, in Bendigo, and she went to see the church before I did. She went the week before, and she'd been out of fellowship for fifteen years, so she was very very hungry to be back in back in um, fellowship. So she actually found fellowship through the Yellow Pages back then. Back back when Yellow Pages was a thing. Back, yeah. And um, <laughs> I don't know what the ad was. It'd be really good to find out what that was. But she came and she came and all she wanted to hear was the gifts that was going to be her. The spiritual gifts that I talked about gifts. in Corinthians. Yep. And um, she did. And then she called me the next day and said, I found the church. The church. Yeah, right. And I came the week after. Yeah, right. And, and so were you looking? Were you a churchgoer? No, Did you believe no, in God? What I, had, I had received the Holy Spirit about two years prior and didn't really grasp what I had at that time. So I was very much, I knew I had this amazing thing inside me. I knew I had this Holy Spirit and I understood that that came from God. And I didn't really have any concept around what else came with that, the responsibilities or, or what the great treasure of that spirit was. And so how did you know you'd receive the Holy Spirit? I received the Spirit back in 2004. Right, yeah. So I actually got baptised, full immersion, yeah. and um, received the Spirit uh, with the evidence of speaking in tongue yeah. on that day. I had been, wasn't necessarily searching prior to that. Yeah. I came across through someone I knew at the time I, I, who introduced me to a sister in the Lord 
and my life was pretty rock bottom at that stage. I'd, the best way I can explain it, I'd lost faith in what the world had to offer. That's exactly how I was feeling. And mm. the moment that that happened, I had this void inside and yeah. that void terrified me. Because yeah. nothing that I believed in, in my own strength had any value. And so what, was there any particular circumstance or was there anything that sort of got you to that, to that point? I had developed this particular void. I'd, I was working in the nightclub industry yeah. and I've been doing that for 15 years. And um, 2001 on a New Year's Eve party, I had this real strong urge to just walk, to walk out. It's 12 o'clock when everyone's generally hugging each other and, and congratulating themselves. I suddenly just clicked in my head and had to get out of there. Mm. Really strong urge to, to just walk. And I did. And the Lord zipped my, my lips and just turned my legs and walked me out of this event. And a lot of people, my friends were sort of coming up going, you know, where are you going? And all I could say was, it's over. This is over. I've had enough. Mm. And, um, and I walked out and I got home and I fell to the ground and I just shouted at the top of my voice that I no longer wanted this life. Um, I didn't know God. I didn't know of God, uh, but that was my cry. And then um, over the next, it took another uh, two or three years before I eventually came across a sister in the Lord. Mm. And I met her through a friend. And every time she spoke to me, she had this real strong conviction. She never wasted her words. Her words were really powerful. And I, re and I remembered that. And when eventually I really needed someone to talk to, I called her. Yeah. And um, I said, I really want to talk to you. And she said to me, as long as you listen, you know, and people always do that. They always laugh when I say that. But, you know, and I was just like, yes, whatever you say. I was yeah. just ready to listen to this woman. I, 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 not having met her, I had her on this pedestal because you know, she, she knew me. She had this great depth and power in her voice. That was on a Monday and I went and saw her and she spoke to me for a good two, three hours. And, and really what struck a chord with me, what really pierced my heart was she says, to be a real man, you need to be a man of God. And at that time, there was a natural reaction to that because I wanted worth. And I thought, well, I'm not worthy right now. I don't believe that I am. So to be a real man, I need to be a man of God. And um, she invited me to a meeting on, on a Wednesday night. And I went to the meeting on the Wednesday night and I just saw a whole room of people like her. Mm. And there's this strong barrier. There was them, the good side, and there was me, yeah. the filthy side. And I sat in this Wednesday meeting and, and the talk was about Corinthians 13, all about love. And I never heard love spoken about in that way, you know, the strong judgment, but with love, you know, not love is not this, love is not that. And that really, really pierced me. And then I heard the gifts on the Wednesday night and, and you know, the hairs on my back just raised and, you know, it was very scary. Hairs on your back or the back of your neck? Oh, back of my neck, hairs on my back. I don't have any hairs on my back, wherever they are. I felt a chill down my spine. There you go, that's better, you know. And I was, yeah, I was uncomfortable and I had the, you know, and, um, and I put my hand up at prayer time on the Wednesday meeting. And I said, I don't know what's going on in this room, but I, I went in, I want, I want this. And I knew that I'd had, I was having, I had the opportunity to have another go. I really felt that. I still didn't know anything about what was going on, but I knew that I had the opportunity to, to start life fresh. That was a Wednesday, Sunday, I got baptized full immersion came out and um, about half an hour later in prayer, I, um, I started speaking in tongues and then I knew instantly that I knew God. 
you know, it was just instant. I went, right, this is God. I now know God. And um, That must be hard for people who, I mean, that makes sense to me, hmm. but I imagine there are people listening who haven't had that experience of receiving the Holy Spirit who just wouldn't even understand or comprehend that uh, the absolute knowing no no and if I go back to the Monday night you know I really felt that I was on the edge of of meeting God and and from that moment two three years earlier where I, I felt I fell to the ground and called out to God that was my calling to God to a God I didn't know I didn't even use the word God um, and then all of a sudden to have that spirit and then realize that that's what that was about yeah and I, all the, and instantly, you know, I had no fear of death. I knew that I was right with God. I knew that my life was had been cleaned, and I was starting again. And I knew that instantly. You know, the Lord just put that in my head. I had no doubt at all. And um, I knew that I was going to be okay. I just knew that I was going to be okay. I had no plans at all. Uh, you know, my my first prayer to to the Lord was, Lord, sort my life out. And that was all I can think of, sort it out. And here I am, you know, 15 years later, beautiful family yep. at a convention. I've had so many healing. So how did your life change? So what did it go from and to? So from a from a nightclub life, that's all I wanted to be from the age of 15. And so were you, you were DJing? DJing, yep. working in the club scene, running events, partying really hard, living a life that was put up on a pedestal by many, many people. Um, that was me. I wanted to be rich. I wanted to fly around the world in private jets. It's just what we wanted to do. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be a millionaire and I loved music and that's what, and I used to put all that, all that together. And the main damage of that want was that I was never satisfied. Regardless of how big the events, successful things were. Just to, used to come home on the Sunday and had this emptiness inside me, you know, and, and I couldn't, I never understood it. I never understood it, you know, and as the years went on, that want and love for music really disappeared. And I just became this desperate hunger to succeed. Mm. And that's what ended up taking over my life, mm. real desperation. You know, I, I even remember trying to make a deal with the devil, you know, I said to him, you can have me as long as I'm successful. rich and successful. Wow. You know? And I remember saying that to a pastor when I came to the Lord, and he goes, so how did that go? <laughs> how that work out for you? <laughs> and I said, he didn't give it to me. You know, but that's, that was the level of desperation I had, and it totally destroyed my life. My health, my relationships, uh, everything I touched really fell apart. So when you when all of a sudden heard the Word of God, there was just this truth. There was nothing in it. I couldn't fault the lady who was talking to me, I couldn't fault anything she said. And I was really blown away by that. You know, everything she said was powerful and had meaning. It wasn't just empty conversation on a drug-fueled weekend. Yeah. Or even your parents' promises yeah. or what the world taught you. So that that's what attracted me to the mm. Lord. That's why I wanted in. I thought, this is so correct and right and intelligent and powerful, you know. And that's how I felt on that Wednesday night. And just the mere fact that I was there and able to experience it. You know, I said yes straight away to being baptized mm. on the Sunday. And that Sunday night, I had the best sleep I'd had in 10 years. I came home and put my you know, head on my pillow and, and, and fell asleep. 
and all the all the mental healings, all the doubts, the fear of death, the the fear of being wrong, the fear of not having to achieve according to standards. Yeah. All those miracles, I just I call them miracles because the Lord took all that away from me. My relationship with my with my mother, which from the ages of adolescent we would argue and really bad arguments, you know, almost the point of violence between my mum and I, which is, right. you know, and well, many times that I would run away from home and then come back and dad would plead with me to, you know, to please come home because yeah. your mum misses you. But, and then I got spirit filled and I understood. And once I understood her, it's like I'd never argued with her ever, you know. So were you a just a general argumentative type person or was that something that just really happened more? Yeah, with- I was very argumentative with my mum. Yeah. I was very – I had a huge ego working in the scene that I did. Yeah. You know, everything used to always be about what I thought and what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I had people around me that would fuel that. Yeah. So, you know, when you work in, in entertainment and you are successful, you, know, you get a lot of tag-along friends. But I would take those friendships seriously. So when they failed or when they no longer wanted to be with me, I took that personally. And that bitterness built up over years. Right. So it actually increased my ego. So, and so become, it increases your ego and then yeah. it increases your argumentative Correct. nature. Correct. Increases your... Correct. Yeah, you know, right. and then you're carrying that. Yeah. You're always carrying that because you always got to perform, be right. And when the Lord takes it away from you, it's just this you know, soothingness that just came over. That's such an amazing miracle, isn't it? Because yeah. people will go through years of therapy yep. to change that level of thinking and that behavior. Yep. Um, yeah, that's and for it. that to be changed overnight... And, you know, it's it's very powerful when you reflect on that miracle. You know, you hear so many awesome miracles of dramatic big healings. And I've had a lot of small increment healings, but small in comparison to, no. let's say, being healed from cancer, no, but big no, no, in no. change. So that's the thing, know? right, is we yeah. look at these miracles and we go, it's just as miraculous being healed from cancer as yeah. it as to have a complete mindset change. Those things are miraculous because yeah. they don't happen instantaneously no. in, in any other way no no not at all you know and, and and it hasn't changed you know I've been like that ever since coming to the Lord there's just this understanding that nothing really matters and nothing really matters ever other than what you do for the Lord because when um, I hear I mean I've known you for a few years yeah. now and when I hear who you were before you came to know God yeah that doesn't resonate at all. Like no, I don't see any. Struggle with I, don't, that. <laughs> I don't see any. It's not even a twinge. There's not even a little glimmer there of. of My that. wife laughs and actually can't believe I was a DJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Ben here and I'm here with my wife, Emily, and we'd like to tell you about the new podcast called He Says, She Says, God Says. It's all about marriages and relationships where God is at the centre. Everyone knows that marriages are under more pressure today than ever. So this podcast is designed to help you with both practical and spiritual content. We cover a different topic about marriage each episode and we look into the scriptures to understand what God's wisdom has for us as well as interviewing other couples who have been there before, what's worked for them, their challenges and how they overcome them, their experiences. So whether you're single and thinking about a relationship, newly married, married with kids or empty nesters, there will be episodes and topics for everyone. You can find it on your favourite podcast app 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, etc. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Just search for He Says, She Says, God Says or visit our webpage www.hesayssheesaysgodsays.com. What did your parents think? My parents wanted me to be an architect and marry a good Italian girl. Yeah. And so I was a big oh, disappointment. You married a good Italian girl. So you, got did. That, you did that I bit did, right. I did that bit right. Mum and dad were disappointed until I started to be successful and making money. So to them, their mentality was, well, my son's all right now. He's finally made it. You know, his, his name's in the paper on the radio and things like that. So, so when you came to the Lord, did they see, did they acknowledge the change in you? Not for a good four years, five years, yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I came home from the day I got baptised and told mum she was going to rot in hell, probably. So while you might have been healed in your thinking, perhaps you hadn't been yet healed and given the wisdom. No, no, <laughs> none at all. You know, I came home and, and was really gun ho with my mum. And, um, and were they, you know, do they believe in God? Were they, no, no, yeah. no mum was very much ashamed or disappointed that, that I joined a cult. Yeah. So I got that for many, many years. And she was waiting. You know, she says they've taken you when you're at your lowest. And that was the only time that was the best time to be taken because there was nothing was going to get well, in my way of thinking. So they were very, and they would fight that for many years. They organized a lot of, you know, functions on a Sunday, Sunday yeah. lunches. And I just took my ground and didn't go. Yeah. Um, my mother acknowledges the great change in me. Yeah, good. And um, but she refuses to give God the credit. Yeah. Her own faith has been definitely rocked. Um, and you know, both my wife and I witness to Mum quite regularly because my Mum's life at the moment is quite traumatic. And when her, her fa- when her my granddad died, her father died. In the Catholic system, they're told that they're up there looking down after looking after you from up above. And my mum was disappointed that granddad hasn't looked after her. Yeah, right. And that's really shaken her belief. So now she's, I don't know what's there. Yeah. You know, where's where's dad? But we keep we keep plugging away. At well, mom. you know, sometimes it takes us to or people to get to their lowest, like you. Yeah. You know, for them to reach out yeah. finally and ask God to to change their life. Hmm. I mean, I always used to say, "Why did the Lord take me?" during those four years I just wasn't humble enough you know I still had this inkling that maybe I can oh so when you when you were going through your tough time before you came to know God yeah. why didn't he what, yeah. why didn't he come to you earlier yeah, earlier yeah. you know but I the Lord's giving you that great revelation as you as you get older in the Lord that I just wouldn't have accepted him you know there was still that hope that you of, could pull yourself out of yeah. it you know, and 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 the Lord stripped everything from me. That's what's beautiful about it. He took everything away, all my friends, my home, my money. There was nothing left to that one point where there I was and someone was witnessing to me. And I had nothing to say other than listen. You know, that alone is an amazing plan. You know, you sit there and you go, wow, that's... That's incredible, you know, how the Lord goes, I'll take you when I'm ready. You know, and he looked after me so much during those four years. You know, there were, there were many times where I just doing a lot of silly things. I kept the drug, I kept taking drugs to try and numb the pain that I had. And even then, it's, you, you couldn't numb it, you know. And the Lord protected me from going further to becoming an addict, to being killed on the road, you know. And 
again, that's another one of those amazing miracles. You know, the Lord's got a plan for you. And you go, wow, the Lord's got a plan for me. You know, little Angelo Moresco, you know, those things keep me very humble and, and, and loving the Lord, you know. Well, so when you put it in that context that the Lord's got a plan, it also comes with a lot of responsibility too, doesn't it? That's right. And that's what I think often scares people is that, yeah. you know, when they actually acknowledge or understand that there's a truth, it then comes with some responsibility to actually do something about it. Yep, yep, exactly. And that's yep. why I think, you know, we often find that people are quite not, even though they see the miracles in others' lives, like your family has with you, if they acknowledge that, it becomes with a responsibility to do something about it. Yep. Mm. Yeah, you know, and you're always telling people, you know, don't take my word for it. Ask God yourself. I think that's amazing that we can just say that to someone. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to come to my meeting yep. Sunday. Yep. In fact, if you want to, we can kneel down and pray now. Yep. You know, you just can't do the card and just forgot and then went, I'm healed. Brilliant. And um, I've never had a back freeze since. What a very different New Year's Eve for you that year than the one you yes. mentioned earlier. Very, very different New Year's Eve. Um, and I, I used to I used to not look forward to New Year's Eve. All that happiness or perceived yeah. happiness and I always felt uncomfortable. You know, people always I used to feel uncomfortable in my career. You know, I, I hated being in a nightclub. I didn't mind playing music, but I hated being in that environment, which was strange, you know, strange. I was definitely more of an introvert but in an industry where you were, you know. So I used to have this facade, you know, this, this facade. I was healed of um, nightmares. Uh, and this is a funny story. I used to have nightmares of, of lions eating me and tearing me apart. So as a recurrent sort of thing? Same dream for really? 10, 15 years. Really? Yeah. Wow. The night I received the spirit, I had the same dream, but those lions caught me and licked me and hugged me. What? Yeah, really weird. Wow. It was just, you know, weird. <laughs> and that was a, the nightmare used to wake me up. Yeah, it was okay. a really strong nightmare. And I, you know, it's a funny story, but it's that, it's, it's, it's part of that peace that the Lord gives you. It's all just part of that, you know, peace that passes all that understanding, that peace internally, you know, the, the infilling of that void just to feel worthy you know was 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 very 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 powerful um, so no lion licking dreams anymore they're gone they're gone no dreams just sleep <laughs> the rest just the rest um you know other than when your kids wake you up yeah. early in the morning <laughs> um even being married married of children you know it's a bit of a throwaway line but i did not think you know, uh, I always struggled with relationships. They never used to work, they never used to last. And I just developed a, you know, a, a hate for marriage, a hate for what marriage stood for. Uh, so where did the hate come from? Just because you not had a successful relationship or? Yeah, look, I used to see mum and dad argue all the time. You know, I used to have a real, I used the word hate. I used to even say to her, you know, I, I hate the way you and dad are and I never want to be like that with the type of language mm. I used to use. And, you know, and when I got spirit filled, I just understood that that's, that's what my parents know. That's all they know. Mm. And, you know, all they know is what they've tried to teach me, mm. you know, and I have a real different outlook and a, a different view of, of my parents. But that, that really started to fester inside and yeah. I saw... A lot of my friends having, you know, breaking up and getting divorced and, and having affairs and it just seemed like the norm to me and I 
couldn't understand why I hated that. Yeah. I couldn't work out why people were doing that so much in, 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 in society. And so that's just how I developed. I didn't learn to love and respect and honour. And then you understand what that means in the Lord. And then you go, gee, marriage is a big responsibility, you know, but not just to your wife, you know, to the Lord. Mm. And it gives you that great strength of commitment, that real commitment, you know. Um, and it, the fact that we're spirit-filled, we have those ability in marriage to, you know, to put the words word, you know, to help you get through all sorts of challenges. And again, it's just more of those miraculous healings that the Lord has, has, has sort of has um, given me. I can imagine, you know, that young man, the DJ in the nightclub, he said, that's it, I'm out. I can imagine he would have never thought that 15 years later. Yeah. Yeah. That you would be here today, family man, nice guy, relationship with God. That would have just been the furthest from your imagination. I'd never met anyone in the Lord in my whole life. I grew up a Catholic and... You know, went to Catholic church and none of that had any association with any power or God. Mm-hmm. So never had any idea what that was. Um, no one ever spoke to me about the Lord. My only understanding of death was my own imaginative version of it where our spirit went somewhere. Mm. But that was generally fuel, fueled by a drug taking session. So I never had any concept of what God was. Um, well, you know now, that's for sure. Amen. Definitely he dwells now. inside of you. It's about, <laughs> you know, that's about the most amazing knowing that we'll ever have. Yeah, it, it really, it really grounds you. You know, you know that there's forever and that's really, really satisfying. Yeah. It's what keeps me alive. It's what keeps me loving God because it never changes. And it never justifies itself to change. It's always there. Um, and even if what you're doing is right, wrong, indifferent, or you're having some issues, the Lord just never changes. And that that reassuring confidence is what keeps me loving, you know, loving the Lord and loving what what He says and what He does. You know, you're always you can read a scripture ten times. On the eleventh time, it's still something new that comes out of that scripture. Have you got a favourite scripture? Um, yes, yeah, Psalm 139 is, is my favorite scripture. Can you remember it off the top of your head? No, no, I can't, but you know, let me go it, grab a Bible. It's, Hang on. it's, um, I think it's 139. Yeah. The Lord knows you. There it is. Um, so one said 139 verse what? Oh, uh, look, really, I just, the I whole just, chapter? Love, yeah, the whole chapter, but in, in particular, oh Lord, thou hast searched me and knows me. The fact that we have this intimate relationship with God yeah. and he's not up there on a pedestal, he's actually alive in you yeah. is what I love. You know, he knows my down sitting and my uprising. You know, the fact that he's with you in all you do. And it's been a, a real revelation in my walk to know that God's someone I can actually just talk to. Mm. You know, I teach my son that now. You know, you can just talk to God and it's always about anything. Is what I is why is why I love this. You know, my path and my and my lying down. He set my path. I love that about that. You know, he's laid his hand upon me. I always think of this great hand that's always there to, to drag you out of trouble. Mm. I find that really really powerful. Mm. And I, I think about David, who wrote most of the Psalms. You know, and I think you know even I, used to, I love the fact when he made a mistake. He made plenty of them too. He just would the weight of knowing that mistake mm. but then not like I'm now finished with God it's no 
kind or, of restore or the, me. Or that God's finished with me. That's mm. right, you know, and that's why when you talk to people and you witness to people, they don't have that. They really don't. God's over there and I'm here. And if I do these half a dozen things, I might get I there. I may get there. Yeah. I may get there. You know, it's like, no, no, we're there already, mm. you know, and that love of that tough love, you know, the Bible, you know, the, the Lord's there to guide you and and put you back on path when you when you get off the rails. Um, that's why I love the scripture. Yeah, okay. uh, you Mate, know, amen. 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 Thank you. Pleasure. So much for sharing your testimony. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your wife telling me that we had to. <laughs> Wife's good at that. <laughs> that yeah. We had to. We had to interview you for your testimony. That's great, yeah, and I really, uh, really appreciate spending time. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Amen. It's amazing how God can heal our mind, our thoughts, and our attitude, which on our own can be a very difficult, if not impossible, thing to do. Those who are close to us who haven't received the Holy Spirit will not understand the miracle that God bestows on us through this experience, and this can be difficult for them and for us. But the Holy Spirit, prayer, and the fellowship with like-minded, spiritual Christian are just what we need to help us overcome this. If you would like God to fill the void that you feel like you've got in your life, then send an email to us podcast at revivalontheairtoday.com or head over to our website to find out what the Bible says, www.therevivalfellowship.com. Until our next episode, God bless.